to Steam State of Mind, your favorite source for all things Steam education. Steam State of Mind. This isn't just science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. It's a state of mind, a different way to approach education in the classroom. Steam State of Mind. Enjoy these conversations with educators, students, and community members as we explore what it means to be in a Steam State of Mind. Steam State of Mind. <laughs> We are here uh, actually at Soida in Dayton today uh, for our STEAM State of Mind podcast. I'm Carrie. And I'm Burn. So, Carrie, today we are, um, like you said, in Soida, but this is right next to the Dayton Regional STEM Center in downtown Dayton. And I am so excited for our guest today because she is someone who I admire so much and has helped me so much through my whole journey through STEM education and STEAM and having that, developing that STEAM state of mind and the support that she has given me throughout this whole process has just been outstanding. And so I'm so excited that she's able here to share her wisdom, her knowledge, everything all about her. And she's laughing over here, but she definitely <laughs> because she also has, has a sense it. of humor, which is awesome. I know. Isn't that awesome, <laughs> Carrie? So um, I'll let you guys take it away then. Yeah. So uh, Liz Wolf is our guest today. And Liz, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and how that relates to, you know, what we kind of chat about on this uh, this podcast, which is a STEAM state of mind. All right. I'd love to. So welcome and thank you. Welcome to Soida and thank you guys for being here today. Uh, my name is Liz Wolf Eberly and I am the director of the Dayton Regional STEM Center. Also a very proud um, Kettering Fairmont grad. I know not all of your listeners are from Kettering, but um, it's great to uh, be representing the Firebirds. Um, so my background actually is that I started out as a classroom science teacher, and I taught at Stebbins High School, which is pretty close by here. Um, I really enjoyed my time in the classroom, but I was also very interested in curriculum. So eventually I became the curriculum supervisor and started working for the Montgomery County ESC. Um, with my interest in science and, um, and STEM and STEAM, um, it became a natural fit that as I've worked for the Montgomery County ESC now for going on 12 years. Um, the past five years, I've been the director of the Dayton Regional STEM Center and overseeing a lot of our programming and supporting teachers and um, helping to grow the region in their STEM offerings and supporting um, educators who are trying to make a difference in STEAM and STEM and grow that in their districts and their schools. And can, can you give us just kind of a little bit of a historical perspective on how the Dayton Regional STEM Center came about? Because I think people may have heard of it or may have, have seen it, you know, in the news, mm -hmm. um, but might not really have an understanding of exactly what the STEM Center is all about. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. And sometimes we do get confused with the Dayton Regional STEM School. Um, but <laughs> like I know, sometimes. Now, they are a wonderful partner. My best way to describe it is that they teach the students and we teach the teachers. Um, okay. Of course, there's a little bit of overlap of what we do, and, um, and they're a great partner. Partner, but Dayton Regional STEM Center was actually created in 2007 using um, funding from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Um, as you can imagine, in this region um, of Ohio, we have such a push for being able to create that next generation workforce, uh, 
both for Wright-Patterson, but also for all of the innovative companies that are here in the region. So it's so important to recognize education's role in creating that workforce pipeline. And so using the, that fund, the Dayton Regional STEM Center was created um, as an opportunity to provide training programs, which STEM Fellows is one of those that I think we might talk a little bit about later. Um, but also we provide um, other professional development um, focusing in on networking of how we can bring partners together. And also we do some STEM outreach, which would be that direct um, reach out to families in the region um, to get their kids or um, involved in um, STEM opportunities. Yeah. So um, Liz, I, when I was um, got all involved in this and I needed um, like, I didn't even have a name for what I wanted to do. This mm -hmm. was like 15, 20 years ago. Well, not, I don't know how long ago it's been. It's been a while. I knew what I wanted to do. I knew what, and we've talked about this in other podcasts about how I was so tired of teaching to the test and having those kids pass the test, but I didn't feel like I was actually preparing them for having, you know, being a problem solver, being a mm -hmm. critical thinker and all of these skills that they need. And so um, I had our, at that time, our curriculum director in Kettering said, hey, there's a place called the Dayton Regional STEM Center. You should go there. That was the first time I really knew that there was even a thing called STEM. And so how do you guys, um, you said that you guys do a lot with the, um, you know, teaching teachers. So this goes, we talk about the STEM fellows and that type of thing. So can you explain more? Well, how do you, because that's my job too now. I'm mm -hmm. trying to be, I'm a STEM mm -hmm. coach, STEAM coach, and I'm trying to help teachers understand what STEAM education is and what a STEAM state of mind is. And so how do you go about that? Um, just like you, Burn, I, I was that teacher that was in a classroom that was searching for something more, uh, definitely was not validated by teaching to the test. It was it was the open-ended <laughs> questions. Um, I was very lucky in my career to be trained in PBL or project-based learning by Dr. Jim Raleigh, who is a professor emeritus from the University of Dayton. He's actually also uh, the co-founding director of the STEM Center. Um, so that's really exciting that we've been able to cross paths in our, in our um, careers. But you know, there are teachers out there who are looking for more. And so the professional development that we try to offer meets them where they are. So some of the professional development that we offer is as simple as what is STEM and how can you how can you get engage with it tomorrow? What resources are already out there to help you um, learn what a STEM state of mind is, what a STEAM state of mind is, and how you can start to adopt some of this in your classroom all the way up to our flagship program, which is um, a six-month um, intensive training program where we cover everything from how you know that a unit is a high-quality STEM or STEAM unit and actually then are challenged as part of a team to create a unit of curriculum that actually live on our website, which is DaytonRegionalSTEMCenter.org. And those are all units that have been created by teachers who challenged themselves to go through some of these trainings and then have now started creating curriculum units. They've been piloted in different schools, and we know that they're high quality and they're out there for use for other teachers. That's awesome. Well, I, as I'm listening to you, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking this is like um, this is like a gem, uh, maybe for some even a hidden gem that some may not be aware of. So how, you know, talking about this 
amazing resource for teachers, I assume, throughout the Maya Valley. How, how do teachers um, take advantage of what the STEM Center has to offer so that, you know, they can, they can grow and learn more about STEAM education in the classroom? Yeah, so I would say, again, um, starting with our website, um, DaytonRegionalStemCenter.org would be a great place. There is a tab there for teachers where they can learn about um, the programs um, that we're going to be discussing here, STEM fellows and others. We provide even other um, grant opportunities. We have um, those free lessons on our website. So I think the website is a great place. There's also a contact information there where they could reach out specifically to get any information. Um, And then um, we will also, um, as time goes by, post different professional development opportunities that people can take um, part in. And uh, just, you know, um, for a plug, we will be having some summer professional development coming up in the summer of 2022, um, where we are focusing in on kind of a a STEM institute, a STEAM institute um, that would um, meet new teachers and experienced teachers and help them grow that state of mind around STEAM and STEM and, and walk away with that inspiration of how they're going to implement some of this in their classroom as soon as next year. And so that, so geographically, is it any, any teacher in the area that Absolutely. I mean, I think that's why we call ourselves Dayton Regional. You know, we we are open to any teacher who has this state of mind and who wants to participate. We have had teachers participate in our programming from as far away as um, Columbus or Cincinnati, if they're willing to make the drive. Uh, We are currently trying to go back to more face-to-face professional development. So there might be a geographic limit on that at some point Mm -hmm. in time. But yeah, you know, come one, come all. Um, We're we're a network of people who just want to support teachers. Teachers who who want to do this for their students. So we have um, when you're talking about this. I mean, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, this has been kind of a model program mm-hmm. because uh, isn't Georgia doing something that, like yeah. has taken what you guys have done and trying to mimic it in Georgia? Yes. So we've had um, over the years. Um, a tremendous amount of um, financial support coming through the Department of Defense, STEM, and the, um, specifically the Air Force, again, being in the Dayton region, that's a that's a huge supporter of our work as well. And so um, about six or seven years ago, um, there was a program where they took the STEM Fellows concept and were able to recreate that and replicate it in, um, in Georgia, right outside of Warner Robins Air Force Base. So again, um, probably one of the things I haven't mentioned yet about STEM Fellows is that it does require not just a commitment on the education side of things, um, but all of the teams that are created for STEM Fellows um, include industry, higher education, or military fellows who volunteer their time to interact with teachers so that teachers have a better understanding of what STEM or STEAM looks like in the air quotes, real world, um, (laughs) within their jobs, within their careers, within the Air Force space. And so it was a natural, it was a very natural um, next step progression to take something that's working here in Dayton, Ohio, around Wright-Patterson Air Force Base and replicate that in Georgia around their Air Force Base. And um, they've had some tremendous success um, being able to do that also on a regional scale. I mean, I'm a proud STEM fellow. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I have gone through the program. Congratulations, Mr. Fellow. I know. <laughs> but it really is absolutely awesome. And um, the what we 
really, when I left that whole thing, I felt more confident. And that is what the our curriculum director, um, when she suggested it to me, um, and it was like, I know what you want, but you need to have some type of guideline and mm -hmm. framework and, mm -hmm. you know, being able to put ever all your thoughts and stuff like that together to be able to, you know, to put this, put what you want, that state of mind that you want, but also format it in a way. Mm -hmm. And that's where we have, um, you were saying, make sure you can see a quality lesson. And you guys developed... Um, I can't remember the name of it right now. Would it be the STEM education quality framework? Exactly. That one. <laughs> yes. yes. Because I use that all the time, all yeah. the time to yeah. help. Don't me know what things. it's called, but you use it all the time, right? He might I know it do. as the SQF yes. STEM quality oh. framework. Yes. STEM quality framework. That's yes. so much easier. It, it really <laughs> is. But I couldn't even remember that. But, you know, I'm <laughs> terrible at names as everybody knows. I can't remember any names. But anyways, but Liz, you know, can you tell me? Can you tell the audience a little mm -hmm. bit about it? Because it really is such a great tool. It, it really is. Um, again, to give to give props to one of my mentors, um, developed by Dr. Jim Raleigh from the University of Dayton, um, the, the STEM Education Quality Framework, or SQF, is a tool that identifies the 10 um, components that a high-quality STEM unit would um would include. And so as those are outlined, and again, um, an actual copy of the SQF is available on the Dayton Regional STEM, STEM Center website. Um, but as you as you go through these 10 different components, you're going to notice things like um, high quality um, alignment to standards. A big one, um, and we haven't talked about this yet, so I'll, I'll kind of take a little tangent here, is that we think that in order for STEM, S-T-E-M, to be high quality, it needs to include non-STEM disciplines. So yes. a lot of times have people have um, asked us, you know, why haven't you branded yourself as the STEAM Center? And we always are able to say, we never added the A because the A has always been there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, you know, we, we're not going to rebrand our logo and those kinds of things right now because for us, STEM, in order to be high quality, needs to be inclusive of the arts, of language arts and reading. Um, and so all of those things for us have always already been there. The social sciences, they've been there. And so um, in addition to that, again, I'm not going to necessarily read off for your listeners um, all of the components, but we think it's important to have connections to STEM careers. Um, and so we really push our teachers to be looking for these quality components within the work that they're doing in their classroom, the way that they're either developing their own lessons or being reflective when they're finding resources. You know, there's so many STEM resources out there. Everybody will sell you this yeah. packet or that <laughs> packet, or you can download mm. this from whatever website. So how do you know that it's that it's high quality? And so we, we have this wonderful tool that, again, is free for use, um, that we train teachers on how to use it so that they have a better understanding. But I really think any educator could, you know, pull it off of the website and have a good understanding of of what it's trying to get you to do, just so that you, that you kind of know, you know, I'm not going to say that building a popsicle and marshmallow tower isn't a high quality experience, but you've got to tell me what standards it's hitting. Mm -hmm. You got to tell me how it was related to a real world application of STEM. You got to tell me how technology was integrated into it. And so we have these ways of looking at STEM experiences through this 
a lens of quality. And that SQF, again, is um, available for anyone to use and download, but also a really key factor of what we teach um, our teachers through the STEM, um, STEM Fellows Program and also some of the other training programs that we do. Well, and what I like about it, Carrie, is that it's also like a rubric. Mm-hmm. It kind right. of gauges where you are. Mm-hmm. Like they have like, is it four categories, I think, or five categories? Yeah. Where it's like, okay, you read, they have a description, you can kind of tell, gauge, because you can't be perfect or have the highest level of everything for every lesson, but, you know, for every PBL or whatever, but it kind of helps you gauge where you are actually in your personal STEM growth, too. Well, and, I, and I'm as I'm sitting here listening to Liz, I'm thinking, you know, those quality factors that you outlined um, kind of... Um, kind of give credence to STEM education and what we have talked about so much, Burn, which is, um, you know, STEM and STEAM education doesn't necessarily need to be something new or yeah. separate <laughs> from what we're already doing. And won't that help to get buy-in when you can tie that to the standards, to mm-hmm. to quality education, to the, the things that you just outlined for us, Liz? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that, Burn, be something that would help you as you're talking to teachers about the importance of incorporating STEAM education into just the, the general classroom? Absolutely. That integration piece, you know, integrating everything, that is so important because, you know, the kids, we well, talked about this before, you know, kids, um, you know, we don't, we don't teach in silos in STEM education. We try to teach, you know, we tear down the silos like we've talked about before. Um, but one of the things that what Liz is just saying is that um, I think it's North Carolina where they have, and we probably talked about this before, mm-hmm. Liz, where, you know, they don't call it science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. They call it, they have it as their acronym is um, strategies that engage all minds. And that's really what we're trying to do. We're trying to highly engage the minds and the STEM center here. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree because you can add an R, you can add an L, you can sure. add an, uh, another M. Let's, you know, let's add yeah. as many yeah, letters as we want. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I Long, mean, and some, but, the, but the problem but. is, is that some something's going to get excluded because we cover so many things, mm-hmm. you know. But when with that framework, um, you were you make sure you keep an open mind about what are all the how what can I include? Right. How can we integrate and make sure that it's not just okay? We're going to do science right now. Well, mm-hmm. now we're doing just technology because that's not steam. Right. Well, and I, and I think another piece of that that we try to incorporate into all of our training programs is the ability of the teacher to experience that. Um, as you know, as you know, we all sit here around the table, it's, it's a potential that we didn't necessarily experience STEM education the way we envision it when we ourselves were going through school. Yeah. And so <laughs> a lot of, a lot of times, um, you know, that's no fault of anyone their own. You know, it's just your, your experiences are your experiences. So um, in order to feel comfortable in doing something different, one of the, the real high quality ways to get someone to change their practice is to give them the opportunity to do so in a safe environment with supports around them that, that push them to a level of feeling a little bit of discomfort, but then um, but then having a support there. And that's really what we try to do through our, um, our training programs. We put teachers in the role of the student of doing an engineering design challenge possibly failing, um, not hmm. doing not doing so well, so that they realize that that is what their students will feel like when they are um, being given these opportunities. And it's okay, uh, because it usually isn't the 
actual, um, and I know this probably aligns with your um, STEAM state of mind, um, you know, the actual byproduct of the engineering design challenge or the activity isn't usually the fact that you had the best time or the highest tower. Um, it's it's the mindset and the growth, um, the willingness to fail, um, the learning from the hands-on experiences that really are important to students, that's what they'll remember more than, um, you know, the actual height or speed of, <laughs> of what they built or, you know, those Absolutely. kinds of things. Yeah. So, Actually, that's exactly what we've been talking about. I know. Is, yes. I told you she'd be a great guest. Yeah, I knew yeah, she yeah. had that steam state of mind. Well, and, and what's, what's so exciting um, is to hear the support that, that the STEM Center does provide. And, um, you know, so we, so we have those teachers out there who might listen to this and say, you know what, I, I, I've been searching for something. I've been, I've been looking for something different, something. I've been looking for that inspiration. So, so we've got that. And, and it sounds like they can get that through the professional development and the support that, that the STEM Center can provide.